0: Kilda, welcome to the Catch podcast where we discuss issues that affect missional communities and church plants. I'm Scotty Reeve, I'm the head of the Catch Network um, and I spend my life helping missional communities and churches to renew themselves. Kilda, I'm Jazz, I live in community here in Wellington and I'm also a law student. Uh, Scotty, why are we here? Yeah, why are we here? Well, we are really lucky here in Wellington, and Te Whanganui Atara, to be surrounded by people with an enormous amount of wisdom and experience creating communities like the ones we're talking about. And uh, late last year, I started thinking about all the concepts we take for granted here. And every time I thought of one, I wrote it down on a notepad. And by the end of the year, I had 70 concepts written down. And so our desire really is to grab some of the great things we take for granted that we talk about all the time and to share those with a wider audience. And I've invited you, Jazz, to join me. Why are you here? Well, Scotty, you're a 37-year-old man and I'm a 20-year-old woman. So I guess I'm here to offer the perspective of my generation, but also to ask some questions that maybe our listeners would be wondering. Yeah, exactly. So the reality is that uh, sometimes I get talking and you'll hear I go for a while and sometimes I miss things or I say things which um, you may not agree with. And so Jazz is going to be the voice of reason here in the room for my (laughs) rants. Is that right? Hopefully. We'll we'll see. (laughs) Awesome. Cool. All right, let's get into it. Yeah, so last week, Jazz, we talked about this idea of the three tables, the trinitarian table that we are invited to the table god's table that we are invited to we talked about the table of christian community uh, where we get to know each other we journey deeply together and then we talked about The table that welcomes the stranger Mm. And one of the pictures I offered last time Was of those kind of 1970s Tables where they have the like Extra bits you can pull out at the side They have the wings Mm. Um, And we talked about the idea that the western church Kind of at the moment is like A four person table that doesn't realise it has Wings like that actually they could be pulled out This could do eight or ten but you're sticking at four. And so the the desire is that we would do hospitality and particularly that we would welcome the stranger. But we talked about last week how often our inability to offer hospitality to the stranger is us forgetting the grace that we have received by being invited to God's table. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to talk this week really practically around three things that our communities, different churches could do if we want to lean into the space of hospitality, it feels new. We're not sure how to make it happen. And so I've kind of got three R's for you here because conveniently, every scriptural truth has three points in the same letter for each. <laughs> um, yep. Yep. So um, the first of those I want to talk to is rhythm. Rhythm we talked about a little bit last week, and rhythm is the idea that we put uh, tent pegs or pillars in our lives in time that come round again and again and again. So an example of this would be in the community that I live in, 7am Monday to Friday, we gather for prayers together for 15 to 20 minutes. When we wake up in the morning, maybe you feel good, maybe you feel bad, maybe you really feel like talking to God, maybe you don't. There's a commitment we've made already, and so it holds us to the practice of prayer. Mm. Similarly, in our community, every Thursday, we have a, a rhythm of hospitality. We open our table to people who aren't just our mates, they're not just the people we love hanging out with, but they're people we're getting to know, could be from church, could be from work, could be folks from the neighborhood, and we are opening a table for them to be welcomed and to build relationship. And so um, that first thing really of rhythm uh, is so important, has been so important to me because there are going to come times in the middle of the year where you're tired or one of your crew is sick and you think, we don't really feel like doing this. And on those days, we need to have made some prior commitments that hold us to the practices that we think are important because we know that they shape us and we know that they make a difference in our communities. So the temptation, I think, of some groups stepping out into these spaces is to try and be, like, overly spontaneous and if you come from like a, a Pentecostal tradition like I did originally, it sort of feels like any kind of structural rhythm or liturgy almost feels like it's quenching the Spirit. Yeah. Um, I would say like it's different. It's actually that we're creating, um, we're creating spaces in which we invite the Spirit to move. Um, and so the crucial thing is we begin, if you're a crew, looking at how we're going to do dinner, how we're going to begin a space of welcoming people for hospitality, is to begin doing it regularly, at the same time, all the time. Your rhythm might not be every week. It might be every two weeks. It might not be a dinner. It might be a community pancakes thing. I don't know. Food's Mm. a really good thing. But we create a rhythm so we don't have to make the decision every time and every week that it comes around. And then the second thing out of that is relationship. So rhythm and relationship. I'm sure we are both familiar with those uh dinners you've been to, where there's obviously beef between the hosts, yeah, and there's um you maybe turn up and you're like, Oh, before we got here. Those partners had a fight or something like that, and we can feel that right now. You know, Christmas dinner, people will say, is like a classic one where all the family dynamics are humming in the background. You know, if you're um, a Pakeha New Zealander and you come from kind of British whakapapa, don't say it. We just sort of let the awkwardness hover. Mm. Um, and you know how awkward that is as a guest? Like, often you kind of just want to leave. And one of the things that Jesus said is he said that the world would know us by the love we have for one another. And so I want to say that the crucial thing about the quality of the table that we invite a stranger to is the quality of the relationships between us. This is where it becomes really crucial that in community we're resolving our conflict well, that we're addressing the unsaid things, that we're actually like when it's hard to love one another, we're actually doing the yards of prayer and conversation, of learning how to love one another, learning how to appreciate difference in one another, learning how to apologize, learning how to reconcile, that really hard stuff, which I think is the easiest thing to throw out first in community because it's so uncomfortable. Mm. But we kind of... Deluding ourselves if we think that we can have a kind of an unhealthy, passive-aggressive group of people who can then host really loving, generous feasts for people. So these two things are really connected. We are known by the love we have for one another. And so you've got this thing of rhythm, doing stuff regularly. But secondly, we can't start doing hospitality well if the relationships are poisonous. So it's really important that we reconcile some of those and we have the hard conversations Ahead of inviting the stranger. And then the final R, so rhythm, relationship, is recreation. And what I mean by that is it needs to be fun. Mm. And so when we think about doing hospitality, some people might listen and they go, oh, we have to do a dinner because that's what Jazz and Scotty do. We're going to do a dinner. It's like, no, what's actually fun for you to invite people in? Because that is actually where you are going to be alive. And if your crew is having fun together doing it, then Everyone else is going to join in on that fun too. Mm. So as much as it is a spiritual discipline that sometimes we turn up when we don't want to and sometimes we do things which we don't have the energy for, we also need to do things we love. So cook food that we love, that we love to share with people or, you know, we will often have different games that we play with people when they're around that are just games we would happily play with one another and I know for some other people that their version of hospitality will look like a local sports team who goes to the pub afterwards because mm. that's where you're alive and that's where it's fun. And so when we're doing hospitality, like it's got to be fun or we actually can't sustain it. Mm. And that doesn't mean it will be fun every week. It doesn't mean it will always feel comfortable. But it is crucial that we're actually inviting people into a life that we enjoy Otherwise, they're not really going to enjoy it either. Yeah. Yeah. So those three things, rhythm, doing stuff regularly, relationship, making sure that the relationships we have between one another are really good so that uh, Mm. people get to enter the depth of that community in the same way that we get to enter into the life of God's Trinitarian community. And then thirdly, recreation, that it's got to be fun for us. So what do we enjoy doing? What do we enjoy eating? How do we enjoy hanging out? Come and join us and Jesus in that. Mm. So rhythm, relationship, recreation, jazz, keen for your thoughts. Yeah, there's there's so many different ways to create really fun hospitality. In my year 12 and 13 at college, the church that I was part of would do waffles once a week uh, on a Thursday morning. And so all of the college students heading to school would go and have waffles and hot chocolate. And it was just so much fun. Yeah, and it, it, um, it doesn't have to be immaculate, eh? Like, it can be messy and, like, fun and, you know, personally, not everyone's like this, but I find it really stressful going into a brand-new house, like a brand-new fancy house, because I'm like, I'm going to mark something. Yeah. Um, so, for me, when it's, like, a warm, tidy house that might be, like, old and a little bit rough around the edges, I'm like, oh, I feel like I can actually sit down and take my shoes off, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think maybe a, a final thing just on this, so I think maybe we have... Abdicated the responsibility of hospitality to our Sunday services often in our churches. And in general, like Sunday services are not really built for good hospitality, you know, in the sense of deep connection with people. You know, we're often. Sitting facing one direction, um, you know, we're often doing a lot of listening and not a lot of talking. And, and there are different ways we've all tried, I'm sure, over the years of trying to make that a more hospitable space. Mm. But in general, we just find with our community that uh, if someone is new to church or wants to come to church, it's far better for their first experience to be around a dinner table. And then when they step into the meeting, they already know eight people in the room, you know. Mm. So I think there's only so much we can do to make a worship service into a space of kind of genuine hospitality. And so really I think it's going, you know, the service is what it is. It's good. It's great for praising God. We'll have some connection. But every family in our um, church communities needs to be also opening up their table and forming those spaces of deeper connection too. This has been the Catch Podcast. You can find out more at www.catchnetwork.org.nz. See you next week.